to TV Talk with the Sisters. I'm Karen. And I'm Regina. And we are talking TV. And we have a special guest today. Yes. And today we want to introduce somebody who is an expert on one of our topics. And this is Joshua. And Joshua is going to sit in with us today and help us tell you about the way the American family, the African American family is portrayed. And one of the first shows we want to talk about with the African-American family, especially if we're looking at the television landscape, is going to be Good Times. Good Times, did it tell you need a favor? Good Times. Yes, Good Times. Yes. I don't know any Black person over the age of 35 or 40 who have not watched Good Times. Yeah, Good Times was a show that was on from 1974 to 1979, starring Esther Roll, John Amos, Ralph Carter, Jimmy Walker, Bernadette Stances, and uh, Janet Dubois. And it went from, what, 1974 to 1979? Yep. But, of course, it lived in reruns because I just remember watching Good Times growing up. And even now... Yep, still watch Good Times. We watch Good Times, and listen, growing up, I thought Good Times was just the best show, you know? Yeah. Because they had teenagers. Right. And Thelma was beautiful, and JJ was, you know, cute, Funny. and uh, Michael was cute, and you was like, yeah, they, yeah, that's right. And it was a mom and a dad, and they best friend, Walona, and you know, you thought, oh, this is cool. Now, when I got older and I got my 2020 brain, listen, y'all, them people was pole. Baby, they was in the ghetto. They weren't just in the ghetto. They was pole. This man got fired from the car wash. Okay? Her husband got fired from the car wash. Who can't keep a job at the car wash? Oh, (laughs) I said, my goodness. And I used to think that was just the best show ever. But when you get older, you thought, Lord, them people were always struggling. Always. They they never got a break. Never. They could not never catch a break. I was like, this is what they thought of us back then? Exactly. This is what they thought of us, that Black people were going to always struggle. And stay in the ghetto. And stay in the ghetto. And never get a job. Never never get a a, a good job. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get a good job. And I thought, wow. Remember the old lady who ate the cat food? Oh, she couldn't food? Man, listen. Let me tell you. I understand uh, representation matters. And seeing black people on TV was just a win, period. Yes. But, oh my God, them people... Them people found 15,000 ways to portray poverty, okay? <laughs> they got the lady next door who check ain't enough, so she eating some dog food. They got James getting fired from the dog on car wash, and they eating beans and cornbread every night. I said, 
My Lord. And remember, Michael and them had to sleep on the couch and they uh, had one bathroom? Yes. Ooh. That is a reality for a lot of people. And maybe that's why we related to it so, because you know, I have a few friends from high school who grew up, everybody slept in the same bed, or they slept with their grandmother in the bed, or they slept with their mama, because there wasn't several bedrooms in the house. It was one bed, and everybody slept in that bed, and you was glad you had that bed. So, I mean, it's not to throw off on that or to, to mock that, but you just didn't realize that until you got older, and you like, my lord, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, they would at least have one of them hit the lotto, Right. And and have a move out or something, but girl, they struggled. Woo, they struggled. They did. They struggled hard. They did. But they 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 kind of covered the struggle with the love and the affection they had for each other. Yes, yes. I agree. I totally agree with so that. So that was one good thing about uh good times. I didn't like when they killed off James. Yep, that was sad. That was sad. But that was true. Cause you know that happens. Yeah, that's true. It it happens in 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 everyday life. But they did give her another love interest, and and so I I enjoyed that. I like that. And then now let me tell you something. That whole Thelma Marinus NFL star and him hurting his leg and having to move into the ghetto. I was like, oh girl, if he he trying to get into the NFL and he he ain't got no mama, no big mama, nobody ain't gonna live with. I thought, okay, now y'all stretching it. Now y'all just gonna make everybody live in the ghetto. But one of the things I did love about the series was when um, Janet uh, Dubois, when uh, Walona adopted Penny. Yes. I love the whole storyline yes. of Penny. Yes. You know, the abuse and etc. But I love the, the fact that she takes in this child and creates this new family. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what we do. That's what in, we do. In our community in the hood, we take in kids. I'm going to be honest, you know, I have a background in child welfare and I did not realize that black children go to foster care until I went to work in that arena. Because in our family, if something happened and you can't take care of your child, you just pass it on to the next relative. Yep. You don't have strangers really raising children unless it's just, you know. Yeah, unless everybody done died out and there's yeah. no else to go. Yeah. Well, somebody else in the family would take the kids. Yeah. It's it's like if you know, you're gonna find somebody, your neighbor, your cousin, your somebody. It you just wouldn't go into a system. Right, right. You know, I I just never thought we sent children into systems because that wasn't what I was used to growing up. And so I love that also that she took in Penny. Yeah. And they created a family. And it was like that's that's what we do. And you know, I was watching that uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Janet Jetson acted her butt off. She was good. I mean, she would come in and she would be the little girl and then she would do her little Mae West impression and then she would do something else. I was thinking, this little girl is working it. She I mean, good. she worked that penny roll. She was really, really good. That was the other thing about Good Times. They always had good roles for the black people that would come on the show. You know, it was Chip Fields played Penny's mom. Yep, yep. And, you know, we was mad at her for a long time because she burnt Penny with that on. Iron. Girl, aren't you out here burning chicken? <laughs> Iron, Chip. <laughs> so, you know, they they had good roles. And I'm sure yep. during that time in the 70s, it was probably hard to get roles for black people. You were either prostitutes or pimps 
are criminals. Right, right. And so to have these people here being moms and dads and aldermans and yeah, yeah, you know all of that. So I do love good times for that, but I just didn't realize the level of poverty they were living in to where it was like, my goodness, y'all depressing me. Right, right. And it was good times with the prickles. They they never get out that ghetto to the very last episode. Last episode. last episode. It was the day they walked out to yeah. the Brandy Greens. <laughs> Yes, yes. But speaking of walking into, baby, and I know some folks is mad that Cosby Show was the world. Because you know what? The Cosby Show portrayed people with dignity, integrity, strength of character. Yeah. And even though they were well-to-do, they were more they were more set on the character they were teaching their kids yeah. than how to go out and make their money. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we went from a family that was in the ghetto to a family that was not in the ghetto, but in both of those families, they wanted their children to have strong character. Yes. You know, just because the Cosby's lived in, were they in Brooklyn? I think so. Just because they lived in Brooklyn and they were doctors and lawyers, it didn't automatically equal success for their children because, you know, Denise didn't drop out of college and get whatever she was going to do. And, you know, Theo had learning disability while he was in college. And so, but it just showed how much alike we are, whether we're poor or rich, and how when you're raising a family, you really need to add the stuff that money can't buy. Definitely. Definitely. And that's what it was. The Cosby Show was on between 1984 and 1992. And of course, it starred Bill Cosby, Felicia Rashad, Keisha Knight Pullen, Malcolm Jamal Warner, Tempest Bledsoe, and Lisa Bonet. Love. I mean, that show, I was in college when yep. it really took off. I remember. And... Thursday nights were Cosby nights. We was in the dorm. We We was was in the dorm. In the TV room. We were watching the Cosby show because they were were black. They were beautiful. Successful. They were successful. And he was funny. And they were funny because they didn't come off as being, we're the perfect parents with all the answers. Right. They would get frustrated too. Mm -hmm. But you related so much to those kids because you were young. Mm-hmm. And the kids would have like the new hairstyles or the clothes, or they would have the same frustrations that you would have. You remember when Theo wanted that designer <laughs> shirt and he had me so it Oh for my him? God, that Gordon Gortrell. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. And 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 Bill Cosby would wear these sweaters every week, or he would wear some Shirt HBCU. from an HBCU. That's a historically black college. Yeah. And I mean, so it was just so much. And they had all this black art on the walls. Because why? Representation matters. matters. I mean, they just promoted us even without saying anything. You know what I'm saying? It just made you proud just to watch it because you were like, you felt like you were being seen right. when you watched the Cosby show. And I know later in life, Bill Cosby went off the deep end and became whatever he is, but that doesn't erase the fact that there are generations of black people that gained a lot of 
sense of self and pride from watching right? that show. One of the things I learned in uh, grad school, when we talked about especially African-American artists, back during the time when African-American artists were creating a lot of their great work, they weren't able to be shown in museums mm-hmm. or art galleries because of the race issue, because somebody who was African-American did it, or because of what it was they were drawing, because nobody wanted images of African-American families on their mm-hmm. And so African-American artists struggled with places to show their work. Mm-hmm. The Cosby Show was an amazing place. I mean, you could see some of them images that's on their mantle or on their wall, and every black person in the world got a copy of that picture. Yes. Everybody got the funeral position. Everybody got their funeral possession picture because you've seen it on the Cosby Show. That's what I'm saying. Representation. It does. It does. I mean, just the things that they gave us and showed us. And all the old, you know, they would bring in old black actors. Yes. And, and it wasn't just, I mean, and they would sing, you know, the singing was the best ones when they yes. would perform the little dances and stuff. And they would show the generations of the grandparents coming in. And it was just, it was just a really good show to think about, uh, family and you know you have some pushback from people saying well that's not true people don't really look like that my family didn't look like the Cosby show we didn't blah 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 and I think you missed the point when you say things like that that you know we weren't this rich or you know good times we weren't that poor what they're trying to portray is black people can instill things in their children right that you don't have to go to the store and buy you can give them dignity. You can teach them to be good citizens. You can and teach to them to respect older people, people. and the stories they bring. Yeah, and to respect your family and to love your family and regardless of where you live or where you work. And I think that's what, they, what they're trying to show us because for so many years, Black people have been portrayed as animals or savages or dirty sure. or... Everybody think because of, you know, up to good times and you think everybody... Who is African American is working class or lower class, and they only work in car washes yeah. or you know menial jobs. You don't you don't think that they're professional. You don't think they're black doctors, yeah, or lawyers. black lawyers or you know prof- college professors or stuff like that. You just you don't you don't get that from from history, right. So much, right, or from what people think about us. And so when you see it on television. Yes. And that was one of the good things about Good Times. On, on Good Times, Michael was so smart. Yes. Even though they were in this ghetto, they always referred to him as being on the Supreme Court. Right. You know, it was like they were speaking this over their children so that whatever we see isn't going to be the last thing for right. us. You know? Right, right. And so I, that those are the things I think that it gave us and it helped so much. Like I said, especially being in college, to see these and to, to just experience these positive Images because you don't necessarily see these spot positive. No, you don't. Images even in the eighties because in college we were still dealing with apartheid in South Africa. Yes, we were. So it was still very much a lot of racism going on while I was in college, and so to see that you're like that's that's what we need. That's it. That's exactly what we need. And you know what? It's carried on because what we we got a show now. We got it. What it's blackish. Yes. And it started in 2014, starring Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Marcus Scribner, Miles Brown. I can't say it. Marseille. Marseille Martin. Thank you. And say the last one. Yara Shahidi. 
Yar Shahidi and Zoe Johnson. All right. And I let me let me tell you, Josh, and I know this is your show. This Black is Josh's is your show. show. When I first heard about this show, I thought this is gonna be the dumbest show ever. Because <laughs> I did not understand what he meant by black-ish. I thought, here we go. This is gonna be some stupid mocking of black people kind of show. But I like it. I like it. So tell me what you like about Blackish. The reason I like Blackish is because it talks about everyday things. So when there's one episode called The Gift of Hunger, um, Dre or Anthony Anderson, the dad, had came, he was high, he had money, he had everything he needed so he can be able to take care of his family. And then once they got to this place, the lower place that they didn't normally eat, they didn't want it because it was too, it wasn't good enough for them. Mm-hmm. So once they went home, they are like, where's all the food? And they went to the fridge. All they had was bologna and bread and other things. So that way, and then once they're like, dad, where's the food? Then they'll be able to, that was able to say, you can either eat this or make something out of this, or you can have to give to hunger. So that way it will talk about every these things. And also there is this one episode. So I learned a lot of things off of Blackish. I learned about racism. I learned about different people. There's this one episode that I learned about Prince. I had no idea who I knew. I had no idea who he was before I saw him. <laughs> wait, him. wait. <laughs> Prince. We talking about Prince. Yeah. We talking about Purple Rain Prince. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had no idea who Prince was. No. I'm gonna have to have a talk with your parents. <laughs> but I love songs. I learned a whole lot of things about um Prince in that one episode. And um and see that's that's great. Cause how old are you, Josh? Um eleven. He's eleven years old. Never he heard never about, heard about Prince. Never heard about Prince. We'll deal with his parents' child abuse later. Yeah. But first the fact that Blackish is teaching a whole new generation about our heroes. Because, see, Prince was hot when I was in oh, high Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Prince was hot. And that he's teaching you now. I mean, that is wonderful. Because I, I know I love two songs from Prince, like Purple Rain and Little Red Covet. I, I think in Pearls and Diamonds. Oh, oh Diamonds and Pearls. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. So, you... you Blackish is teaching you, you said, the gift of hunger. Mm-hmm. That was one episode you liked. Because mm-hmm, I'm able now, I'm able to know like that whatever food I have, I can make use of it and whatever. And also in Blackish, they also have, there's one lesson like, um, like in, in the Prince episode, there's always the one, those people who ne- knew nothing about Prince. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to teach the, them about Prince. Or, um, let's see, there's, um, there's this episode called Feminism. Diane, um, Marcy Martin had, she supported feminism. She wasn't, um, a feminist. I remember that episode. So tell me what happened. What happens in this episode? Okay, so, um, in that episode, um, um, Tracy Ellis Ross, the mom, um, she... She was trying to teach Diana all about feminism. So she and this other lady had um, created a whole feminist 
feminist group. So that way they can teach um, people about this. Teach them about feminism. Mm-hmm. So that way... So when Dre was talking about feminism... Dre... No. Mark... Miles Brown and Marcus Scribner or um, Jack and Junior. Mm-hmm. They they had to teach um, Dre Anthony Anderson about feminism. So they went to this one restaurant where they would go to. They had to teach him all this. So once Dre he messed up the order and then he asked him like how is he how is the woman doing? He's like can you put a smile on your face? Drink. I mean, Miles Brown and Marcus Scribner were like, "That's wrong. You're not supposed to say that because it's kind of creepy." And once he asked, right, when the one lady came back, he's like, "He's like that. Would I say that and make you feel weird?" And she was like, "Yeah, you, you. I get, I get told that every single day from creepy men all over, all over." Wow. Yeah, it was. It was really, really good because Diane, I think believed in some of the concepts of feminism Mm -hmm. but that whole in your face stuff that I guess uh, Tracy Ellis Rostin was trying to do didn't go over to her in that same way right and it was funny when Dre was saying all this stuff in Junior in uh, Miles Brown Miles Brown was all like oh my god dad stop you can see the generation gaps there right, right. to where people my age probably think we know everything and people like Josh's age is like no that's not how it like, oh, please that work and, and you know Josh what I loved about that episode is, is it was is that it showed that we need to start giving your generation a different level of respect in regards to issues. They were really pushing Diane towards what they wanted. And Di- and, and it was Diane and um, Jennifer, Jennifer Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. It was the grandma. And Diane was like, yeah, we don't believe no feminism, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but once you broke it all down, the concepts Diane did kind of believe in. And it's like, I think the beauty of Blackish is it's given the next generation, like Josh, a voice to where they can kind of decide where they stand on issues and how they're going to approach them. You know, I really did. I liked that. I liked that episode. And it's a, it's a, they handle some really deep issues on Blackish. Like they did hunger. They did uh, the racism one when they were having riots. Uh, the hope. Yes. Oh. Cause, cause, um, Tracy Ellis Ross didn't want the children, children to see that. Yeah. When I thought when I was younger, I was like, oh, they look the same age as me. Now I see it. Now they're in like high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how am I, how are they in high school? And I was like, my dad's told me like, oh, they can probably be young. They can probably be young in the TV show, but still be old in real life. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was good. And they talked about voting. They did. They talked about why you should vote and get involved. Um, I mean, they just have really good episodes. Whereas on you know, um, Good Times, Good Times did some little episodes about but they were more preachy. But that's because back during that time, that's what we did. That was preachy. Yeah, but now you see more of a. They're dealing more with issues. I think that kids and parents face today. Well, I mean, one that you would never think about, but we probably all silently talk about. When they were getting ready to have this baby, 
he wanted to name the baby Devante. And she was like, oh, that name is too black. We're not doing that. Yes, she did. She was like, that's too black. No, he need a a name that can, you know, get him into places, you know? And that's something that we we say to each other in our community about what you are named. Because when people look at resumes and they see a name with all these A's and K's and V's and apostrophes, they're going to be like, no. At least that's what we've trained ourselves to believe. Right, right. And that was a big fight for them, naming him Devontae. Because mm, they did. Cause I think his middle name, middle name is like Matthew or something. Yeah. Yeah, but his name is, they they decided, hey, we, we're going to break through this. He's going to be named Devontae. Wow. I mean, that was like a whole thing. And, and that's true in our community. We think about what you're going to name him. So if you can't tell, I'm the odd man out on this one. Blackish was just never one of those things, you know. When I it, it I got stuck on her name being Rainbow. I was like, "What? Wait!" Okay. And that is, and that is hilarious that her name is Rainbow. The beauty of Blackish is Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross has taken kind of a control of this, mm-hmm. along with uh, Kenya Barris, and they have spun it off to Mixish. Mm-hmm. which is about her growing up in a mixed-race family during the 70s. <laughs> and uh, grown-ish. Which is about Zoe going to college. Zoe goes to college. Mm. And every kind of like the Cosby show spun off a different world. A different world. Okay. Now, not your gift. Not your <laughs> gift. <laughs> uh, and so we went from the Cosby show to a different world and we start seeing ourselves. Yes. That's what they're doing here. And now they're getting ready to do oldish. Oldish. Because, with that one. because his parents have remarried and now they're going to see what their life is like. And again, I didn't I didn't expect to like it, but not only is it the time is good, it's funny. Mm-hmm. This it is. show is hilarious. Because they talk about serious things, but they make it funny. They make it funny. And let me tell you, Diane, when she was smaller, she was just my favorite. She still, I still like her, but she was my favorite because she was almost like a, a Corleone hitman. Everybody was afraid of Diane. You were. Yeah, because she was just like that no-nonsense kind of... Like, I will take you out. Yes. <laughs> I did see the episode where uh, Rainbow took her to work with her, and she saw them people bleeding and went, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? So, we... we I love Blackish. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It is a feel-good show. It is a funny show. And I mean, look at it. It appeals to somebody like Josh. It appeals to somebody like me. And I think everybody in between because it's, I think it has us all opening our eyes to things. Josh is learning stuff he didn't know. I'm learning to look at Josh and his generation uh, in a different way and allow them to decide how they're going to deal with issues and they don't have to deal with it the way I deal with it. And that's one thing I think Blackish is teaching us within our community. Because, you know, in our community, it's like, you do it this way because this is how we do it. Right? <laughs> you just, I'm the mama. You do it because I said you, you know. That's right, because I'm the mama. Because I'm the mama, and I'm right. And I think Blackish is showing us that that's not necessarily the way in our community to do to do things. And they're rich. They're they're very rich. They're wealthy. Very, yeah, they're a well-off family. But again... That doesn't necessarily equate 
success because Junior dropped out of college, college between three days. Yeah, and he like, I don't know what he's doing now. He's working over there with his daddy, right? No, yeah, I think he does work with his dad, and he's like, um, he's dating someone now. Yeah, because I think there's a new episode called Babies in Boyland where Diane and um Jack were. So now, since now Diane is getting older, she's been working with boys and everything, doing everything she can. So when she's been doing that, um, Jack's been being him. Jack's been being. Uh, I'm not sure how to describe Jack. See, they're growing up now, mm-hmm. and she's liking boys. Junior's not in college. He's been working with his dad and dating Olivia. Yeah, he's got some girlfriend, which we never thought Junior was going to get a girlfriend. Because, good Lord, Junior was about the weirdest kid they had. Mm-hmm, because didn't he date a couple people? Yeah, he did. Weird. Just weird child. But they're just showing you that it's okay. It it really is okay. All right. So, I mean, I like it. I do. I like Blackish. I would recommend it. I think it's a really good family show that you could watch with your kids. And it would spark a lot of different conversations they just did a COVID episode which was so funny to me too the COVID one was good because it just showed how people are just tired and wore out from COVID and she works in a hospital and she was wore out and weary oh that one yeah and when Junior and his girlfriend snuck out to see each other and lied straight to his mom's face yeah that's what I was like if that was my family Oh, no, that's a straight whooping. Oh, that's a straight murder. Yeah, that's a straight, <laughs> that's a straight murder. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff they do. So I think it's it's a really good, it's a really good show. Really good family show. I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to take your word for it. I will. So, of course, for Blackish, I'm all in. I'm all in for Blackish. I'm on the fence on that one. Girl, you bet. Listen, <laughs> how many episodes have you watched? Have you watched any? Yeah. Anyway, throw her away. And of course, the Cosby Show and Good Times, of course, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm all in on all of these. These are just shows I would watch over and over again. And I understand the backlash for Bill Cosby and I, I understand why people feel like they don't want to honor him by watching this and stuff. But I think it, it's deeper yeah. than than Bill Cosby. There were so many other actors on that show who did a remarkable job. And they do a, a great, they, they provide a great form of entertainment for people. I'm not trying to diminish what Mr. Cosby did or or overlook his victims. I'm just saying that show was a very good show. It was. It, it was. It's part of us. It's part of our history. It's part of us growing up. I mean, you know, we all watched, um, we all watched What's Her Name Drop Out of School and Move Back Home. Oh, Denise. Yeah, Denise. We watched her Move Back Home. And, you know, we, we watched Sandra and Elvin <laughs> and the twins, you know, when they bought their first apartment, that was terrible. <laughs> the ghetto apartment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we went cousin Pam moved in. Yeah. They moved in a relative because she needed to be there. And, and that's the beauty of black shows. I mean, that's the beauty because on Blackish, didn't they have a cousin there? Um, I think they did. Um, they didn't. Yeah. Because I knew it was Omar. I think he just got out of prison. Um, he um, he was thinking somewhere to go. Yeah. Wow. And that's the beauty of these black shows is because they're they're no matter their income, it's like in our community, 
we'll take in a relative that need a place to stay and help them become better. Yeah. Or we have these kids that's going to, even though we give them everything, they're going to go out and like Elvin and Sandra live in a ghetto apartment and open up a wilderness store. I just spent a hundred thousand dollars on your education. You want to sell tents? <laughs> I mean, it's that kind of stuff that you can relate to yes. regardless of yes. where you, where you land. So I'm all in for all of them. I think they, I think they serve our community each in different ways. Yes, but I think they serve the community, and th- that's the thing to say about these stories and how they portray the families. They serve the community. Yeah, and so they represent. They serve the community. They represent. So, Josh, if you were having to tell your friends to watch Blackish, what would be the one reason you would tell them as to why? So they can know. Um, what goes on in our world. So, um, when some people, because I know that my one of my friends, he just, he just kept being bad and bad over and over again, had no boundaries, didn't care about anything, no sense. He got expelled. Wow. And I just thought that was bad because he kept messing with teachers, kept saying things that are bad, kept be- punching people, stuff like that. Yeah, so I'll tell them to watch that show so they can know, like, boundaries and boundaries to boundaries. So that way they can know what's right and what's wrong to do and how how we used to get treated. Because mm-hmm. when some people, so like in Blackish, they, um, there's this one musical episode where they would talk about um, slavery. They did a Juneteenth episode. Yeah, that was it. Cause I was, you need to find that, and they did it in like cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. They did in cartoons. Yeah, and so tell me what you liked about the Juneteenth episode. Cause, cause I knew all about Juneteenth. I loved it, still love it. And then I was like, since Juneteenth is around, I can be able to watch Juneteenth episode. And so I watch it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is what happened. We are free. We weren't free exactly on this day, but we were free a couple um, years later, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. So. That's what I love about Blackish, and so I'll be able to tell them like what's goes on, what goes on. Cause I still do. I still have friends. I'm like, like y'all need to stop. Like this isn't gonna go on longer. Yeah, that is so cool. See, Josh. see, yeah. it's good. That's what I'm saying. You need to look that one up. That one I'm was a really, really good episode. That's what I'm saying. They deal with really good issues. So I'm all in. All right, all right. Like I said. I'm going to check it out because y'all said so. <laughs> Josh, thank you for joining us here today. I hope you'll come back, you know, later on when we talk about other stuff that you're familiar with. We appreciate you visiting with us today. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. Y'all, thank y'all for joining us on TV Talk with the Sisters. We hope you will come back and listen to us again. Thank y'all. And y'all have a good week and go check out some of these shows about African-American families. You'll laugh, you'll cry. And it'll just give you, you know, a view into our lives. Black Lives Matter.